Alrighty then. Wait, I think I need the. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> spicy ketchup made my nose I just want to make sure I don't have any have you ever talked to somebody and they have that that booger that like every time they breathe is coming in and out yeah and you want to say <laughs> yeah. you're you're looking for that right you moment to say um, you have a booger there's something in your nose <laughs> yeah but anytime somebody goes like this mm-hmm. then I'm like because like, I think they're trying to tell me something <laughs> they're like rubbing their nose hey Carlene Hey, hey, Alma. How the hell are you? Delicious. Yourself? Just great. What do you want to do? What do we want to do? <laughs> I want to finish drinking this Pretty delicious good. red blend that we're drinking called mm. Intrinsic. Mmm. balls. No, you said it first this time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, just to recap our last episode... What time is it? We were been... pretty fucked up. We it's were. already going to be, it's 8.30. Yeah. It's been like an hour and a half. We've already started. That we've been gapping. Yeah. We PG'd and it's uh, not parental guidance, although we might need parental guidance. We need an adult. Well, and we had to wait our last episode. Okay. Let's start there because I'm about ready to jump all over the place. I guess we could just summarize it as twisted. We were a little twisted. Hey, we have to live up to the name. It's called Titsy Tales for a reason. Titsy Tales? Titsy Tales. <laughs> Did you? Maybe we should change our name. Oh. I like that. We might get Titsy Tales. We might get more listeners. <laughs> might be a lot of male listeners, but. There's a podcast out there called Whiskey Tits. <gasps> so anyways, you just went on a cruise. We had a great time. My daughter turning 21. She definitely brought 21 into... um, 2020? uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brought it in with a bang. Did she? Oh, my gosh. Okay, can I just say, the whole ship knew my daughter. Really? The whole entire ship. Like, the entertainers that do, like, the the singing and dancing thing. Best friends with my daughter. Really? To the point where the last night, they even went to the club just to say goodbye to my daughter. They let me know that. Like, I was like, have you guys seen? She's real cute. She's in this green, da-da-da. And they're like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. And then I'm like... She's with a bunch of really pretty girls right now. Oh, wait. Are you talking about Allie? And I'm like, you know her name? And they're like, she's going to make a great lawyer. And I'm like, you know what she wants? You know everything about her? They're like, she's amazing. That's hilarious. Everybody would talk about how great she was. What an amazing person she is. It was really sweet. Okay, so I have to tell you something. Okay. There were these really cute guys that Uh were sitting next to, it's like the automated roulette. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so we're playing that. I say uh uh-huh, but I don't... Okay, well, it's not the roulette table where there's a person doing it. Okay. It's the roulette table that you do... uh, What is it called? The machine kind. Oh, okay. Everybody sits in this round circle thing. Everybody has their own machine, but the roulette thing is in the center. Oh. Anyway... Is it like Hungry Hungry Hippo and everybody just like hits the <laughs> buzzer? No, you just pick your own numbers oh, okay. and wait for the number to come up. But it's really it's a really easy. And for like 20 bucks, I can sit there for like three hours. Since I'm not a big gambler, I get a lot for my money. And then once my money's gone, I'm like, I like that. see ya. Yeah. I'm not big at gambling either. Oh. I mean, it's... I don't want to throw my money away. Anyway, we're sitting there and this group of men come up and they're from LA. They're all dressed in white. 
very good looking men and they're having a good time they're talking and this one man I'm watching him as he's talking my attention is drawn to him right and I hear he's like the preacher of the group Mm -hmm. and you know he kept saying like he was telling them some story and every other word was know what I'm saying know what I'm saying He'd be like, so I went to the store, know what I'm saying? And then you go to the Lord, know what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay, he's like the preacher of the group. He tells them everything, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, (laughs) he ends up sitting right next. Feels like something's pulling on my shirt. All right, so there's nothing on me, right? No. Okay, anyway, he... Okay, so he ends up sitting right next to me. So I said, you're the preacher of the group. And they all look at me like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, you stupid. You know, like right. they were offended that I said that. And I was like, no, no, no. He's the one that's like, tells you all the stories, gives you the lessons. Know what I'm saying? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely the preacher. And so all I kept hearing was like, there's a preacher in the family or something. And then I realized I'm getting information from somebody. You know, the place is crowded. So right. I don't know. In crowded places like that, it takes me a minute to like hone in. And then I keep getting like, it's a mother energy coming through. And I quickly realize it's probably for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fast forward. I, I was like, I hope my girls, all the girls meet these guys because they just seem genuinely sweet right and so tell the girls like oh there were these really cute guys and they're like oh who are they oh well how can we see them blah 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 not realizing they already have like uh-huh. they were dancing with them in the club till later like the next day i'm telling them about these guys and they're like oh all dressed in white yeah we met them they're like oh yeah well one of ali's friends says oh yeah i have all of their numbers i have all their names their contact information whatever and she says and then there's this guy lee and and i start describing i said i i think i really need to talk to that guy lee and i think i have a message but i'm not sure but I think a mother energy was coming through for him. But I don't know if it's necessarily like a mother or a grandmother. And she's like, um, you do need to talk to him because he was saying something about somebody and what you're saying makes sense. And so I'm like, huh, okay. okay. So it was for him. And that was why he sat next to me. And that's why I said something to them. And that's why I was so That's compelled. why you like picked the exact word preacher out of like everything else you could have said exactly and so then I ran into them again and um I said something to them like oh you know my daughters I was so hoping that you guys would meet up with them because you're such nice guys and I wanted the girls to get to know you and they're like who are they so I told them oh Allie yeah we like, oh my God, she knows everybody on this ship. Right. And so Sydney, Allie's friend, had seen them again and had to tell them, oh, you guys met Mama Higgs. And they're like, Mama Higgs? And they're like, she, so she describes me and they're like, oh, yeah, we love her. So they had invited me to the club later and I was like, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you guys yeah, don't want me to go to the club. No. But I had to go to the club actually the last night. I sneak in just to give Allie a message. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to run up from my room. I had to throw something on. (laughs) Okay, mind you, I had already been ready for bed. So I just threw a shirt on and some pants. Mm -hmm. Have my sports bra on. So I have like the uniboob going. It's not supported. And then I have, I had put on my shawl thing so I could cover everything up. Right. So I sneak 
and I look like crazy. And so I, I had my hair up in a crazy ponytail and I sneak into the nightclub thinking nobody's going to see me in here. I'm just going to sneak in and get out. No, I walk in and all the girls are like, Mama Higgs, come dance with us. Making a total scene. Oh and my I'm like, God. No, shh. And I'm trying to get them <laughs> to like, like, like stop. stop. And they're like, what's wrong, Mom? And then Allie comes running up, Mom. And she's like, come dance. And I'm like, no, no, shh. She's like, what? And I'm like, I've just got to tell you something. Like, I still haven't told her why I haven't gone out there because, like, the girls were not secure. Right. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I could have tried. I'm just having visuals right now. Sorry. It was not pretty. You know, I could have looked like somebody on, you know, the women that get arrested on cops or LPD that probably don't have their tata supported. You're not prepared to be arrested ever you know listen I, I could have been one of those people so <laughs> so then I think I'm gonna give Ellie my message and run out and there's all those guys mama Higgs woo, come over here and I'm like nope nope I love you guys see you later <laughs> You're all trying to run away. I run out. But anyway, this poor guy, I still haven't been able to deliver his message. He probably thinks I'm such a loser because I told him. He contacted me. And then I said, I will get, I, I'll get to you when I get home because we were on the road. And then I just haven't had time to get to oh, him. Hopefully you can soon. Hopefully. I, I'm going to try tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow. tomorrow. I say Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Like it doesn't have its own Tamara syllables. You know, I don't know why I'll say it. But anyway, yeah, I think I need to text him and be like, I'm sorry. I didn't forget about you. I did kind of because I got busy, but I didn't really. But well, busy anyway, is good. I totally believe his because every day I'm like getting like I'm when I was being pulled on, I really think it could have been his grand or I'm not his grandmother. I think it's in the aunt or something like pulling on me. Mm hmm. You're going to have to tell me about that one. I know. I know. I know. I have another story. Okay. It fits with our true crime. Oh, really? Super freaky. Okay. Okay. I have goosebumps. Okay. So did you hear about the shooting? There were three shootings in Glendale over the weekend. The like you told me about? Did I tell you? I think you... The one at Astrology Store? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, did I tell down you the, the street whole thing? from your house, right? Just like in the same area. Well, but on, on Glendale Avenue, oh, okay. Fifty oh, Seventh okay. and Glendale. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know, know Dave and Ray. I only know them from having conversations if I've gone into their store, and then like years ago, right after my father-in-law died, Dave read my my mother-in-law, but he. That was when he charged, you know, $50 or whatever. Now he's way more. Right. And he has a store. Inflation. He, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he didn't have a store then, though. Okay. But anyway, they're very nice people, though. And, you know, I've had the uh, shop, quotation, shop, talk with them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they don't know me from anybody. And I only know them because they own the store. But it, it Dave and then Ray is his partner. Okay, so I hear about this shooting, and immediately I'm like, I know that Dave's fine. And I keep hearing Roy is mm-hmm. the one that got shot. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Roy, all right, I guess his name's Roy. I thought that was the Dave's partner's name. Mm-hmm. And so, because, you know, I'm not very good 
with names. Right. Okay. So anyway, so I'm like, okay. And then later I realize it's Ray, not Roy. Uh-huh. His name's Ray. So I'm like, oh, wait, that makes more sense. But I was, but they were right. They told me it was Ray. And so I'm like, but why would Ray? Because he kept telling me messages to tell Dave. And I'm like, why would he be coming to me? Right. Because I don't know them that well. Like, right. that's a... I know, right? You're getting goosebumps. You're getting validation. Okay, wait, I got to tell you. Okay, Okay, so. It's warm in this room, too. It is very warm. Okay, so I keep getting these messages. Like, I got to go tell him every day I'm being told, you got to go, you got to go. But I still haven't gone. Okay, I can't figure out why he's choosing me because this is a store where they do readings. So there's other mediums there. Like, why is he choosing me? Can't figure it out. So then the other day, my daughter sends me a tweet. And she's like, there was a, she shows me the, the news blurb. And it's, look, my 7th through 12th, but it was actually 7th through 13th grade stalker um, is in, (laughs) is with the feds. But no, he was arrested for being the shooter. (gasps) He murdered him. Are you serious? No. So you had a connection like that weird. Oh, I'm getting chills. Okay. So, oh, I got chills. I get chills every time I talk about it. That called for a swig. Oh yeah. I got, I got mad chills. It's like all over my face. Yeah. Mm going up my spine and everything okay Okay, so I'm like oh my gosh that's why Ray was coming to me this guy okay Allie and him went to the same school then I moved her from that school to her high school okay he's not in the district he followed my daughter to her high school this kid okay so what school was he at Um, at North Point he was at North Point yeah oh yes with Serena yeah Oh, Serena knows him too. I guarantee Serena knows him. Okay, so, yes, he goes from North Point, and then he transferred over to Ironwood. Then, I hear my daughter and her friends talking about this guy, and yeah, he he was kind of creepy at North Point, and had a crush on me, and whatever, and I'm like, oh, is he nice? Like, is he cute? And, you know, I'm thinking, right. She's like, no, Mom, I mean, he's kind of weird. I'm like, that's not nice. Well, flash forward, she had been stalked by him, and one, it was Valentine's Day, I want to say maybe her sophomore year, I can't remember. He walks up to her locker with this big teddy bear and chocolates, and she comes home and she's like, Mom. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Who did that? She's like, Mom, it's that guy. He thinks we're dating. Like, in his head, he thinks we're dating. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm like, maybe he was just being sweet. You know, you're single, he's single, whatever. It's like, no, Mom. I think he thinks we're dating. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to tell him, like, we're not. Right. So he continues to, he always is sitting next to her, I think, in class. He's always sending her messages on her social media like they're dating and like, you're the only one I love, you know, just weird things. So finally, she's like blocked him. She has told him to leave her alone. She has written, please leave me alone. I don't like you that way. I need you to leave me alone. I have blocked you from all my social media. Stop contacting me. Well, he didn't listen. So I had to go to the resource officer there and tell him like, hey, you know, this isn't cool. You can't have this guy. Or I think I was talking to the front office ladies and he heard me. And then anyway, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter how it happened. I ended up talking to the officer. 
Allie didn't talk to me for a couple of days after that. Like, that's the only time she's been that pissed at me. Right. She didn't understand. Like, I knew this guy wasn't right. But she right. was like, oh, my God, now why would you say something? Like, because he needs to be spoken to. Right. And so anyway, so he kind of stopped for a while. Or as far as I know, he stopped. But then it kind of started back up. And she didn't really say anything to me. And then I think it got aggressive again. I said, if this doesn't stop, I'm going to get a restraining order. Mm -hmm. And I told the officer, I'm like, it's going to be your problem because you guys have to keep them separated here, not me. Right. So anyway, I told Allie, I'm like, you got to watch yourself because I feel like he's the kind that you could be going to work and he's following you and it's a lifetime special. How scary. Right? He mm-hmm. scared me. And I and she's like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. I'm like, people pay me for this shit. Like, I know people. Anyway, flash forward. I think, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she went to college she came home for summer, and she, and I hear her in her room. She's like, oh, my God, Mom, come here. I go in. He was able to somehow, I don't know how he got the message, because he's blocked from everything. Mm-hmm. Somehow he wrote a message to her, psychotic message to her. And he's like, I know you're a witch. You've cast spells on me. You've what made me fall. Yeah, fuck? yeah. And he's like, you're the devil, and you've cast these spells oh, yeah. on my- Yeah. Okay, he's... Yeah. he's- And so he's like, um, it was just scary. Yeah. And I was like, Allie, I think we need to take this somewhere and we need to get a restraining order. Like he's demented and it's, this is scary. Like this is a whole new level. Right. Okay. So now he's talking about her being a witch and all this stuff. I'm not hard to find Mm -hmm. on Facebook what I do for a living. All you have to do is Google it. And so who's to say he doesn't know what I do? And then he thought, hmm, like we all shop at the same store. Like, like teachers never leave school, right? So he goes to the astrology store, maybe. Or he's going there to get the spell removed. But from what I hear on the news, which I'm not sure how much is is correct, is that they had kind of known him there. Like, he had been there a few times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if, like, their red flag had gone up. Right. But um, they also... Maybe he was trying to break the curse. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I want to know... <laughs> Well, why would Ray be coming to me? Right. Is he coming to tell me that we have a connection because of this? Right. That he was going there to break the curse or he was going there thinking I would be there sometime and I don't know, or Allie Did would be there. Did he know that you were a psychic? Well, that's what I mean. All you have to do is Google right. and you know what I do yeah. for a living. So I don't know. I, it could have been anything. He could have done, it could be anything, but why would Ray come to me? Yeah. And I don't believe in coincidences. He wouldn't come to me to give Dave a... There's all those other people that could give Dave a, a message. Why right. would he come to me for that? Right. Except for if he's telling me there's a connection. Then I heard on the news that people were saying he killed Ray because Ray was supposed supposedly making sexual advances towards him. Or that's what he thought. In his mind. In his mind. I mean, he thought Obviously, my, he, because he, thought he my made daughter. up a whole scenario between him and Allie. He's For a psycho. six years or whatever. Right. So, yeah, he is very messed up. But isn't that scary? Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so freaky. Freaky scary. Oh, okay. So, anyway, then I'm talking to my neighbors tonight, which right. is why I was late coming over. So, I'm talking to my neighbors and then... Mom and dad go in. I'm talking to the daughter because she's like, oh, I got to tell you guys, I know this the shooter of that. And I'm like, get the hell out. So I start, I totally over talked to her or whatever. I jumped in, whatever. So I'm like, oh my God, tell me your story. But as I finished telling her, 
what I just told you. It was like somebody took a rock and threw it in that bush in the front of my house. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what was that? (gasps) She ran into her house and I'm yelling, (laughs) it was validation from Ray. (laughs) She's like, "Uh uh-uh. She ran into her house. Oh my God, I I just got goosebumps. He is validating. (gasps) He's totally validating. Oh my God. I'm freaked out because I want to make sure this guy can't get out, like plead insanity and then go to psycho ward and then come out in a few years for murdering some, an innocent person. Well, maybe the connection strongly has to do with Ellie. I don't want to speculate. All I know is it could have been my daughter and I'm not crazy to think that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sad beret. Very sad. Very sad. But (sighs) horrible, horrible, horrible. That's awful. I know. Anyway, that's all my stories. I've, I've still got goosebumps. They yeah. Go away. He, keeps, he was giving me about, as soon as I said the rock, it was like, yep, that was me. Well, we haven't had any EVPs on our, mm. oh, I didn't wear my not cross. on our last episode, so. All right. Take note. I'm not wearing my cross tonight. Let's see if we hear anything. <laughs> what does that mean? We're not protected when you're not wearing your cross. We're protected. Okay. All righty. Well. My week was not as interesting. Mm. Yes, it was. Well, it was kind of. Yes, it was. Shorty had her puppies. Yay. We lost one. Oh. There was, she had six. We lost one of them, so. Um, they're gorgeous puppies. Yes. They all look like their daddy. Not a single one of them looks like her. Mm. Poor mama. I know. But she, she did really well, except for that thing. Yeah. Let's see. What else happened? Serena moved out. Yeah. Her and her that's moved a big out deal. On, yeah, the day after the puppies were born. So I've okay, been wait, trying to. Okay, wait. Did they move out? together on their own or did they move to like another family member no they're no they got a place they got a place it's right here i forgot to ask you that yeah down the road down the road so the house is just the two wait it's a house well it's a apartment apartment okay all right yeah i mean for the same amount that you rent an apartment you can rent a house oh wait no it's too expensive now well i don't know that apartment is expensive it's not that much less than what we're paying on our mortgage yeah it's crazy rents have gone up ridiculously it is ridiculous and it's only two bedrooms so Mm. so there was that and i almost burned down my house oh wait tell me that story because i didn't get that one did i you didn't finish because we were waiting for this right so (laughs) the other night i'm just like i was in here all day long working on paperwork and stuff albert comes home and i was like what do you want to eat and he's like tacos and i was like okay so i grabbed my cast iron pan Cause it was, I had just washed it and I was going to season it and I had put oil on it mm-hmm. earlier and I was like, oh, well, it's dry. So I set it on the stove, turn it on, Mm-mm. came in here and was turning off the computer and stuff. And all of a sudden the freaking fire alarms go off like crazy, Mm-mm. like like the whole house. There's fire alarm in every room and every single one of them was going off. And cause we have ADT. That was going off, too. So they were calling you? Yeah, so they were calling. They're like, do you need us to call the fire department? So anyways, I was like, no, it's fine. My wife just almost burned down the kitchen, but (laughs) we put it out. So meanwhile, so Albert goes in there. He throws a pan on top of it. It it was like, it was like. Oh, my gosh. Because I put oil in it because I was going to fry tacos. Right. But I think it had, my guess is that it lit from the bottom and that's what lit the oil in the pan. Oh, because I didn't season it correctly. Mm. What would have been the correct way? Did I, you put seasoning on the... Did you put oil on the outside of it? 
I yeah, because I'll stick it in the oven because I oh. I didn't clean it right the last time that I used mm-hmm. it and it got a little bit of rust on it, so I had to scrub off all the rust and I had to reseason it. So you like you put uh like canola oil or whatever mm-hmm. and then you stick it in the oven and it kind of just like bakes it on. Yeah. So it keeps it from getting rusty. They have one cast iron thing and I don't use it enough. Well, Albert had bought some really nice cuts of meat off of mm. the back of a truck not too long ago. Uh-huh. I've really started using it again, whatever. Oh, I've reacquainted myself with my <laughs> cast iron pan. Um, so anyways, it, it was there. So I was like, oh, I'll just use this. I don't usually use that to make my tacos. Do you think it was basically giving you a fuck you then because you kept it away for so long? I have no idea. I feel like it. I feel like it. So anyways, yeah. yeah. All the fire alarms going off. Poor Poe has no idea what's going on. I went in there and like Albert threw a pan on top of it that Mm -hmm. was too small. So there's still flames coming out around the side of that pan. So I grabbed a wok, handed it to him, and he puts it on top of it. And then the fire stops. But the smoke is everywhere. Poe's freaking out because all the fire alarms are going off. Yeah, that hurts their ears. Yeah. And he, like, pinched the back of my leg because he was trying to pull me back. Oh, he's trying to save you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's my guess. I bet. So then I run out of there and I'm, like, going to every room and I'm opening up the windows, mm-hmm. tear out the house, and then go check on the other dogs. And Howard said he started humping the back of his leg. And I'm like, oh. are you sure? He's like, well, that's what it felt like. Oh, I was like, he was Maybe probably he was trying, trying to, to... He was trying to save him, He too. was trying to pull him away mm-hmm. from the fire. He's like, no, I think he was humping the back of my <laughs> leg. <laughs> okay. You think he got excited, turned on by the commotion? I think he was probably trying to save him. He's hoping he's something. Your dog gets horny by crazy traumatic events. Apparently, I mean, and so, and so I told Serena this whole story, and she's like, "Mom, he's broken." Oh no! <laughs> he just does the oddest things. He is a little different. <laughs> But you know what? It's his beauty that lets him get away with oh it. Oh my God, he is such his copper and his blue eyes. Yeah, he's like blondish he's a copper. Stud. Yeah, he is. He is a stud. He's a beautiful dog. He's a red nose. Mm. He's got that silvery blonde hair. Well, coppery. It's, it's copper. Kind of yeah, I've never seen and a two dog of his that babies. Co- that's have the thing. That same I've color. never seen a dog that color. Yeah, he's beautiful. Now yeah. he has twins yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways that was my week yeah that was my week come on need a refill why am i yawning i put you to sleep with my story no gosh no i think i just need some oxygen let's have a drink to poor ray that was a sad story that was so sad here to ray <sighs> but i have had those souls coming to me and wanting me to do my work and i haven't done it so they are not going away yeah nope need to focus on them <laughs> Anyways, all right. So we actually have a podcast. To oh, do. <laughs> we're out of time. Our We've last already... our last episode was a record two hours. <laughs> I mean, it could have been three hours, but but come on, it was it was probably it was a shit show, but it was yeah. I thought it was funny just because we were so ridiculously drunk. For those of you that didn't make it all the way to the two-hour mark, um, you oh missed, probably missed me breaking my chair. <laughs> that was so funny. 
<laughs> you know what's funny is when we are laughing, I start cracking up whenever we're cracking. We were, we're laughing so hard. We were blitzed. Yeah. I mean, we could hardly like we made articulate. It our, <laughs> we made it through our stories. I, I, was, I could hardly sit on a chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that we made it through our stories, though, I was so impressed because I thought for sure my story wasn't gonna. There was no way. And then when I listened, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I actually made it through my story. You could tell like I was super serious, like I got to make it through this story. <laughs> okay, back to my story. Okay, back to my story. I was I like, oh my our, God. I our Siri and Alexa conversations. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Oh All my right. gosh. That so, was a good episode. Um, just, I'm going to jump into my story right now. Have you ever heard of the murder? She's going to jump into her I'm story jumping right in. now. Everybody get ready. Get ready, guys. It's only 15 pages today. This one's super serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all murders are super serious, but yeah. this one's just so sad. And and it's going to piss you off on why do you so pick, many levels. Why are you picking something like I that? I mean, because we do true crime. I just did a true crime. Is that enough? <laughs> this one is just like, it's a good I story. I did a true crime and a paranormal. I know. Okay, then the show's We're done. over. We're done. Okay, guys. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go. Drink. Okay. We were quiet long enough for everybody to take a drink. All right. I'm sorry. Go. For those of you on your way to work, hopefully you're just drinking coffee. Maybe there's a little bit of vodka in your water bottle. Mm. We won't tell. <laughs> the murder of Irene Garza. Have you heard this story? I knew an art Irene Garza. That was her name. I got to write that down. Irene Garza. Yeah. I worked with an Irene Garza. Really? Yes. Well, this happened in 1960. Not in the 60s. I didn't. I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not that old. I'm going to write Irene Garza. Go ahead. Okay. So, And I'm not saying go. I'm actually saying go ahead so you don't have to wait for me. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> now that we're clear, on Saturday, April 16th, 1960, Easter weekend, Irene Garza, a 25-year-old second grade teacher and former beauty queen, left her McKellen, Texas home where she lived with her parents to go to confession at Sacred Heart Church. That was the last time anyone saw her alive. Wait, where was this? In McKellen, Texas. Did you already say that? Yeah. I was I was typing. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I better take a swig. We should take a swig for not paying attention. You'd be drunk. <laughs> hey, I, I specifically ask questions just so you know I'm paying it. Kind of tastes like Kool-Aid now. It's good. It like is. We, this is the, delicious. You definitely have to let it air out because now is it's delicious. Gotta, it is good. 2017 Red Blend. And what did I say? It was like, I can't even read because we've got the lights off. We had to make it super romantic. <laughs> that did sound funny. <laughs> We're doing our podcast in the dark. In the dark. Well, it's not totally dark. No. I have a lamp on and I have three candles. It's very And a calculator light. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So back to my story. Irene Garza. She's born in 1934 to Nicholas and Josefina Garza. Her parents owned a dry cleaning business in McAllen, Texas, a city in Hidalgo County. This is on the South Texas border region known as the Rio Grande Valley. By the time Garza was a teenager, her parents' business had become successful and the family was able to move to the south side of McAllen, which was majority Latino, to a more affluent area on the north side of the city which was majority white. She graduated from McKellen High School, where she was the first Latina to become a twirler or head drum majorette. She was crowned the 1958 Miss All South Texas Sweetheart. And she's beautiful. Like uh, all the pictures that 
like were accompanied all the stories that I was reading. She was she was just beautiful. She was homecoming queen at Pan American College. Both of these things almost unheard of for a person of Mexican American heritage at the time. So I was just going to ask you, which would sound like I'm being prejudiced, but I'm not. There's a reason for my question, which you just answered. Was she more like a lighter skin? Like you're very light. Because mm-hmm. it's more like the Spanish, right? Right. Or was she like darker Mexican? Um, Mexican, did you I say she picture, was? Yeah, Mexican-American. Okay. Yeah. She, like what's from the, the picture pictures I see, like? she's, she's like raven-haired, but she's very light-complected. Because I'm, I'm wondering if that made it easier for her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because like back then, in minorities, I don't know if Hispanics had it as bad as a black person. In Texas? Yeah. Well, because... Oh, no, maybe not in Texas. Yeah, in Texas. You think? In some parts of Texas, yeah. I mean, they well, still had signs saying to the, is that close no wetbacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about back yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, in I Texas. mean, I guess it depended, like, what part of Texas you were in. I just think they were, it was kind of like how we're going backwards right now. Kind right. of reminiscent of that. So yeah. I'm just wondering if her being a lighter skin helped her. It could have. To, to be more accepted. It could have. Well, you did. You answered it. I was paying attention because then I said, like, <laughs> was You're I? hilarious. <laughs> right where it says she was accepted. She was accepted. <laughs> um, she was also the first in her family to graduate from college. So just remember that she had moved from the south side of McKellen and they moved to the more affluent area when her parents' business kind of took off. But then, and then she's like moving her way even more up. Yeah. She was also the first in her family to graduate from college. She became a teacher and taught second grade students in the poor south side McKellen area where she used to live. Oh, look at you. You got some notes here you need to... Oh, I got, I've got notes. (laughs) In a letter written to a friend before her disappearance, she described herself as extremely shy But she expressed fulfillment in her work, noting that she had recently become the secretary of a parent-teacher association. She said that she was beginning to feel more confident in herself, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. Like, I was looking at her pictures. I was like, how could she not be confident in herself? But you can't judge a book by its cover. Just because somebody's beautiful doesn't mean that they've they've got that inner inner um, confidence. A lot of actors and actresses that are very beautiful that wear like, oh my gosh, they have like the perfect life. They're so, they know they're gorgeous. They don't. Right. And... The actors and actresses are like the most insecure. People. A lot of them are, but you wouldn't and know. A it. lot of them are really shy too. Like yes. you see some of their interviews, and you're just like, wow. Well, a lot of them fake it during their interviews, and then they just go and hibernate in their house. So, mm-hmm. and I so, can relate. Yeah, I, totally I can, can relate to. I'm totally super shy. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't know it from the podcast, but I am very. <laughs> Unless I know you, it's a whole other thing. Unless yeah. I know you, then I can. I'm not shy. I'll talk to you at a grocery store. It doesn't matter yeah, who you are. Yeah, I was going to say, Carlene's not shy. I'm just waiting for you to call me out on it. <laughs> I'm a little inebriated. <laughs> Remember, we PG'd. Well, you, you a little more than I. But go ahead. I'll, I'll, I, I got this. So she was devout in her faith and was a member of the, like, which is obvious because, like, we start the story out with her going to confession. Oh, wait. Okay. So hardcore Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Um, she was a member of the Legion of Mary. And in the letter I just mentioned, she said that she was finding comfort in attending daily mass and communion. What? That's a lot. Right. Okay. Like I said, she was strikingly beautiful. Um, she rarely went unnoticed. So Hold I'm on. Not- Would you rather go to, if you had to, if somebody said, 
pick one. You have to do it every single day. You have to go to mass for one hour every day, or you have to go work out at the gym every day for one hour. What would you pick? Wait, you being Jehovah. <laughs> Ref- with my with my Jehovah Witness background. Okay. Look at I, I I hate organized religion. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> I, but I believe in everybody's right to have their own religion. Right. Well, with that aside, somebody says, we don't care what your belief is. You have to go to mass for one hour or you have to go to the gym for one hour. That's a really hard. Because <laughs> I hope. Uh, I picked the gym. Yeah, I picked the gym too. Yeah. You know, my grandma and on I my dad's side used to, to take church. us to mass. Yeah. Every, she took me a few times and I, I just it. never understood the the standing, the kneeling, the sitting, oh, the standing, the lot. kneeling, the sitting, but I like the standing, the, the kneeling, feeling the sitting. I get just the. I mean, if it's the church that I go to, I like it, and it's not one of those that it's the Episcopal church. Oh, so it's the not. Bud Light of churches is my priest. The Bud Light said. of churches. That's what my priest said it was. <laughs> my priest said it was, so it is. Okay. Um. Yeah, but you know, if I could go sit in that, I'd be okay. But I choose workout. Can you imagine going to mass no. every day? No. That I mean, that's that would drain the life. But to each their own. So obviously, this I mean, this brought her some comfort. So this brought her comfort, and this is what was her thing to do. Why do you have to go to mass every day, though? That's a good question. What are you trying to? But I'm not Catholic, so I don't understand that. I never well, had to do catechism. It has and to all do with that. guilt. Think so. Well, Catholics well, I mean, are I think... great at giving you instilling guilt. Right. It's kind of like, you know how you hear about like Jewish guilt? Right. There's Catholic guilt. Right. There's Roman Catholic well, I, guilt. There's... I don't... I think there's evangel... Evangelical... Oh. Definitely. Evangelical guilt. Definitely. I think every religion works on guilt. Even JW's, especially JW's, being that I'm familiar with that, was guilt. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you Every, always feel that's guilty how they, for everything you okay, do. Manipulation. Should, I know. Oh, you said it. I was going to say we probably should stop before okay, we go too right, far. Sorry. All right. We'll stop. I don't want to throw that. I don't want to get that far deep into that subject. I'll stop. Because but that I was a good question. Because I very, very, very opinionated <laughs> feelings about, about a lot of religion. Things. So anyways. But at the same time, I respect everybody uh-huh. and their religions. This is just my personal opinion. I heard that interference. <laughs> That's what that I'm was your say. napkin. Whenever you say something that we need to blurb out. Yeah. Okay. That's really loud. Like I said, she was strikingly beautiful. She rarely went unnoticed. So on that April evening when she borrowed her parents' car to attend mass and go to confession, a lot of parishioners remembered seeing her at the church. And... I was listening to 48 Hours. They did like a big thing on this. They were talking about like a lot of the, the guys her age would literally go to church. Just to, to hang out her. with her. Oh, hello. That's So, funny. of course, people noticed her there. And Wow, I want to see a picture of her now. Oh, okay. What's her name? Irene Garza. Irene Garza. When she didn't return home that evening, at first her parents think that she went to midnight mass. But when she didn't come home by 3 a.m., Nicholas and Josefina reported her missing to the McAllen Police Department. It wasn't until April 18th. When items that belonged to Irene were found strewn down McAllen Road, her left high-heeled shoe just feet away from the church, also her purse and her veil that she frequently wore to mass were found. Authorities Shh. volunteers started a search. Did what? you hear my throat? Was that just, your throat? No, it wasn't a ghost. Yeah, okay. it was my throat. It's like, meow. All right, listen, hold on. She is very pretty. She does not 
look Mexican. You don't think so? No. What would you pick her for? Maybe Italian? Just a white person. I mean, she just doesn't look, I don't know. She's very light. Look, did you see this picture of her? That is a very light-skinned girl. Yeah, she's pretty. She's very fair. I mean, yeah, if anything, I'd be like, maybe she's Italian, but she's not. She doesn't look like your, what you typically imagine as... She doesn't I mean, even I've, have like the really dark hair. She kind of reminds you. me of my friend Lorraine. Hey, she's like you. Like you don't have the typical, well, because you have more Spanish features, huh? Right. Anyway, sorry. I just had to interrupt <laughs> you. Let me gaze at this picture. She is very pretty. I don't know. So volunteers are. start searching <gasps> for her. Shoot, I just ruined it because I just saw her cause of death. Okay, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing, man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Um, unfortunately, uh, the situation also brought out the weirdo seeking attention. A woman called the Garza home claiming to be Irene, saying that she had been kidnapped and taken to a hotel in nearby Hidalgo, but the call was found to have been false. Also, some idiot told an Edinburgh waitress that he had killed Garza, but that was found to be a joke. Okay, first nice of all. Nice joke, asshole. First of all, when people actually call and say, I saw this person, do you think they really do or do you think they're hoping they did? And how many calls like that, do, like especially like in a it big wastes, city, like the it, police departments and 911? It's really sad. They get a lot, but it's sad There's because so then many... when they get the legitimate one, they're not taking it serious right. because they get so many of the BS ones. So it's very sad, but... Come on. Are these people just hopeful? Or you know how you see what you want to see? Are what people hopeful? The people that are making these calls? Yeah. No, like, I think they're, I think like, they're assholes. Think they, all of them, though? Do you think that, like, oh, no, Betty no. Sue if somebody... working in the, as a waitress looked across the street and could have sworn that was her, so oh, she no, called? No, no, no. no I, think those are, those, sure. I think those some of those are actually For, legitimate yeah. people, like, trying to be helpful. But I think, like, this guy oh, saying no. that he He's was just the one that killed bag. her. Yeah. But it was a joke. It's not a funny joke, that's for sure. <sighs> Anyways, and then this other chick saying that she was Irene, and it turns <gasps> out that she was, yeah. What? Called her parents. What? Yeah, called her oh. parents' house and said, like, duh, like, they're not going to know their daughter's voice. No, but that's just what an idiot. That's not even funny. Um, Her body was finally found on April 21st, several miles away from where her items had been found in an irrigation canal. Medical examiners found that she had died of suffocation. She was raped, and I'm just going to read the details of this only because like I feel like it's important that you understand like what she went through when you find out who was involved and what happened to her um she was raped while she was unconscious and she was beaten there was bruising over both of her eyes to the right side of her face and all other evidence had been washed away in the canal so like any kind of dna evidence that they could have gotten yeah oh that's sad One glaring fact became evident. The last person to see her was a 27-year-old priest, Reverend John Fite, who was from San Antonio. The canal was drained. If you tell me the priest did it, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, my God. Did I just ruin the story? (laughs) All right, just keep going. Pretend I didn't say anything. One glaring fact became... Okay, I already read that. I'm going to be so... I'm so mad right now. I told you this was going to piss you off. I, well, because at first when you were reading, I'm like, it was a police officer or something. No, but, then but it's obviously a person priest. of trust. Damn it. The canal was drained a few weeks after Irene's body was found in a projector slide along with some cord. You know, I always stick multiple hair ties in my purse. And you can't find one? Can I just say, my family was making fun of me because I carry everything. Hey. 
Don't we all? I don't know if you carry as much as I do because... <laughs> you got the Mary Poppins bag? You want some m and I'll have an M&M. Um, How old are they? How long have they been in your bag? Oh, they're pretty old. I probably... Okay. Um, my niece spilled some red alcoholic beverage on me and I was wearing white pants. Oh, nice. Brand new white pants. Did you pull out the seltzer out of your purse? Oh, no. But I had hand sanitizer. Took a ride out. Really? Hand sanitizer. I have to remember that. Oh, yeah. I've got multiple colors of lipstick. Well, some are like totally same colors. I mean, I got it all, though. If you need it, I got it. All right. All right. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So police went public to help identify the owner of the slide, which was which is when Father John Fight came on their radar. Fight, a 27 year old priest who was visiting Sacred Heart. Uh, Sacred Heart. He was a visiting priest. Wrote a note admitting to owning the slide, but claimed to n- not know how it had ended up in the canal. Okay, so he's not a regular priest there. No, he's just he's... Fit- so when questioned about Irene, he had admitted hearing her confession that night in the rectory instead of in the confessional, which what? is a weird thing in itself. He denied like, killing let's Garza. Let's go get more. What? He, he denied it. He denied it. Let's go get more comfortable in the rectory. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Church members reported that Father Fight's confession line moved slowly that night and that he was away from the sanctuary several times. Father O'Brien, remember his name, had noticed scratch marks on the back of Fight's hands, not on the front, on the back, after midnight mass, and they said it was irregular for Fight to have taken Garza to the church rectory to hear her confession. Wait, all those people saw that he did that? No. Oh. Okay. No, but they were this standing their... in line for confession yeah. and he, like, it was taking extra long right. for them but to Right, but they have... didn't see. They just are commenting that after the fact. Right. Okay, all right. But um, at some point, Father O'Brien had noticed those scratch marks on his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Callum Police Department initially said that fight passed polygraph tests, but the tests were later said to be inconclusive. Initially, he denied hearing Garza's confession in the rectory, but later admitted to having done so. He accounted for his absence from the sanctuary by explaining that he had broken his glasses that night. Hmm. What? He said that he often played with his glasses nervously as he listened to confession. Fights, and that's why he broke them. Fights said that he had driven five miles back to the priest's residence, five miles back to the priest's residence to get another pair of glasses. And when he arrived, he had no key. So he had to climb into the house to the second floor. He said that he sustained the scratches on his hands as he was climbing the outside of the brick structure. But he drove, so he had his keys. Did he carry the key on the separate key ring? Or? I have something. And like also, how did he sense. get the scratches on the tops of his hands and right. climbing? Right. That's weird. All right. So, being a small town, naturally, rumors were spreading about a priest's potential involvement, but the local church leaders discouraged people from considering the possibility that a priest could have been involved in the violent no, crime. Of course. Believe. A, pol- a priest, a police officer, a military, yeah. you know, firefighter, anybody of service. Anybody in a position of trust or... Yeah. Nobody wants to believe that somebody like authority. that... Authority do anything bad you know we put people on pedestals and then we don't want to take them down so investigators discovered that three weeks before garza's death a woman named maria america guerra was sexually assaulted while kneeling at the communion rail at another church in the area and i think this was in edinburgh hold up hold up hold up okay we have another check. You need more? We have another person saying that she's she was assaulted? Yeah. Three weeks before Irene was murdered. But this person's alive. Yes. Okay. Because 
she fought him off. So Mm-mm. she fights him off and is able to get away. Mm. When asked for a description of her attacker, she described him as having dark hair and horn rimmed glasses. No. She said he'd been dressed like a priest, but she couldn't confirm it if he actually was one. When shown a police lineup, she picked out fight. Hold on. Sorry. What if he's not a priest? Is he a legitimate priest? Yeah, he's a he's a priest. Is he's that a your legit- wedding ring? Where? Yeah. yeah, heart. Yeah, my little heart. What? Yeah. I never noticed that. That was a total ADD moment, wasn't it? Age. <laughs> Your, like, your hand shiny is up thing. here. Shiny, shiny. Oh, shiny. Your, your hand was up here. I just never noticed that it was a heart. All right. That's sweet. He admitted, ends up admitting visiting a priest at the church on the day of Geta's attack, but he denied assaulting her. He was later charged with attempted rape, and the trial ended in a hung jury. In 1962, rather than face a second trial, Fight entered a plea of no contest to a misdemeanor charge of aggravated assault. His punishment was a fine of, guess what? No. $500. What? Yeah. I mean, even back then, that's not very much right. for, for what he did. Exactly. At the time, no murder charges were filed against Fight in relation to Irene's death, and her case goes cold for decades, even though there was all this evidence, right? right? Like, there's this, all this it's circumstantial they evidence. they don't want to see And it, it gets worse because it sounds like from the different things I was listening to and reading that the church was complicit, that they knew that at some point that he had confessed. Okay, well, that's how the church was up until recently. Right. I mean, well, they, yeah, there's all these they were like cases that, of child molestation that just got yeah, swept I mean, under the rug. They and were they kind just of like that for everything. Move they, them from mm-hmm. one place to the other instead of just getting rid of them. And the, that's they don't kind wanna... of like the police department in different states does the same thing. Yeah. They move people from one place to the other instead of. Oh, my God. Stay focused. Okay. Oh my God, it's so badly. There's so much. Sometimes we just need to talk about other things and not do our stories. I know. <laughs> Let me just get through this. No, you got it. You go. All right. So at the time, no murder charges were filed against Fight in relation to Irene's death, and her case goes cold for decades. Her family believes that there to have been an agreement made between the Catholic Church and the police that prevented this. Some also believe that it was for political reasons because at this time, JFK was running for president at the time and would potentially be the first Catholic president of the United States. So the Catholic Church didn't want any, you know, scandals. They couldn't afford it. Yeah, exactly. After the Guerra case, Fight was sent by the church to Assumption Abbey, which is a Trappist monastery in Missouri. I don't know what a Trappist monastery is. So after the Getter case, Fight was sent to the church to Assumption Abbey, Trap, whatever. Uh-huh. An abbot there told Dale Monk Tackney that Fight had killed someone and he <gasps> asked Tackney to what? counsel Fight a few months to determine whether Fight had a disposition to become a monk. What? So they knew he killed somebody. What the F? Yes. Shit. Yes. <sighs> so it gets worse. Well, because if they turn him in... Then that's going to put a blemish on them, and they don't want that. So. Well, I was also reading somewhere that basically the Catholic Church in McAllen made a deal with the police department saying, because he confessed. What? So they were saying that he confessed. And this didn't come out back then. This just kind of like trickled down the line. They knew about it. They knew that he was the one that did it. And they said, we'll deal with him. 
Um, that was a big thing, though, for centuries. Like, right. The church will take care of their own. Yeah. So they like, said, don't worry about it. The the law the law's different for us, and we'll take care of it. Right. Them. We'll punish him. Don't I mean, worry up about until it. even recent, it was like that. Like, we got this. We'll take care of our own. So that's why a lot of this stuff got swept under the rug. On that, um, on the first 48 hours, the one that was dedicated to this, one of the women that was talking about this, her father was actually an investigator on the case at the time. And I guess, like, he was so distraught about... Ha- I guess at some point, because this deal had been made, he had to turn in all his um, investigative like paperwork and stuff, and he was upset about it, and it really left a bad taste in his mouth regarding clergy, mm-hmm. to the point of even on his deathbed, he didn't like request, he didn't want a priest Mm-mm. there to give him his last rites. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. and notably, his daughter actually picked up where he left off at some point and so she's one of the people that kind of kept this case going and I wish I remember her name but it was on the first 48 so I didn't kind of I was looking for it mm-hmm. in some of the other documentation but I didn't find it oh my so it's incredible yeah he ends up confessing to this uh priest to this father Tackney about hurting a young lady and murdering another one at the time he didn't believe it was his job to judge fight so fight's confession went unreported to authorities for many years so right. he he confessed to the whole murder right to this priest that was get, you know kind but of put in charge of figuring it. out whether he was worthy of being a monk but they knew that he murdered somebody maybe he thought if he confessed which probably is what happened then he would <clears throat> that absolves him well, yeah, but then it's they like would absolution. just take care of them. They'd be like, oh, you... Because the Catholic religion is basically ask for forgiveness and God will forgive right. everything. And so he's probably thinking, I'll ask for forgiveness and then the church will take care of me. And even if they just make him a monk, I mean, he's better off that than going to prison. Right? <sighs> I don't know. This whole thing is just reeks. <sighs> Um, so after this, the monastic life doesn't really agree with fight, and he sent to Jemez Springs in New Mexico to a treatment center for troubled priests. To where in, Mex- in New Mexico? Jemez. Oh, okay. J-, J. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he sent to this treatment center for troubled priests. So like priests that have alcoholic problems, sexual addictions, whatever. But That's their reform school? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So I, I get, I get like the alcoholism mm-hmm. thing and whatever, right, but right, they right. literally knew this guy killed a woman mm-hmm. and had assaulted another woman. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know. Yeah, put some holy water on him. Yeah. That'd be good. He works his way up to the supervisory role. It was during this time that Father James Porter comes to the center for, well, it was found out that he was a child molester. What? A child molesting priest. <laughs> God. Not not that one, not fight, but this James Porter guy. guy. Right. Fight clears him for what? placement in another parish. And he goes on to abuse as many as a hundred children. Mm-mm. And finally he's defrocked and imprisoned at some point. After he has destroyed all those lives. Yes. Mm-mm. So this guy fight is the one that sent him back out into the what a piece of shit. <sighs> anyway, it's like ripples in a pond. Like the but, other guy lets it go. Hold on. Let's just take note right here. But what I do is wrong according to religion. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So there's a valley connection. I was telling you this early. Okay. Fight leaves the priesthood in the 1970s. He gets married, moves to Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful. We're so fortunate. Yeah. And get this. He has three children. Mm-mm. 
He works at the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, oh. a food charity, for 17 years. <gasps> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. We say that because it's well known here in the Phoenix area. Like, oh, I think it's well known in a lot of places, isn't it? Well, I don't know, but I know it is here. Oh um, my gosh. So, so then in 2002, so mind you, this happened in 1960. In 2002, about 40 years later, the priest that Fight confessed to in the 60s after Irene's murder, he finally can't hold on to what he heard in that confession any longer, 40 years later. Mm-mm. And calls the authorities and tells them what he knows. Oh, it's finally eating at him? I guess so. Oh, after all this time, I got to do the right thing. Right. 2002. Mm-mm. The case was reopened that year. Maybe he finally had his come to Jesus moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Texas Ranger investigator Rudy Jaramillo talked with Father Joseph O'Brien. So remember I told you, he's the one that noticed the scratches on the back of his hands in mm. that night. Um, he said he inspe- suspected fight at the time and that sometime, at some time fight had confessed shortly after the murder. Mm-mm. So this is what he tells this Texas Ranger. Um, Tackney explained that he was charged with overseeing if fight would become a monk. When he was told the priest had heard a woman's confession in the rectory, then it... Okay. So when he gives his confession... His confection? His confection. Not not confection. Because there's no sugar about this at all. When he was told the priest had heard a woman's confession in the rectory, then attacked her. After the attack, he took her to the basement, then moved her to the bathroom where he left her in the tub with a plastic bag over her head. This is all very specific. Wait. How does this guy know it? Because he confessed to him. The guy confessed yeah. to him. And 40 years later, yeah. he's held this inform- this detailed... Very detailed. I mean, it's so But detailed. he was in Missouri. He didn't know anything about the actual murder case. Not that that gives him any No, like, because he leeway, knows so many details. But he knows he, knows he murdered someone. Yeah, and like the if details you know, are enough to if you haunt know that you. Somebody murdered somebody. If somebody confessed to you that somebody murdered somebody, Mm-mm. I mean, how long before you go tell the police? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But they had their own rules in the in the church. So, like I said, after the attack, he took her to the basement, then moved her to the bathroom where he left her in the tub with a plastic bag over her head. And when he came back, she was dead. And he dumped her body in the canal. I didn't put it in here, but I think it was on last 48. That part of this confession, he heard her say before he left the room, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. When asked why he hadn't been arrested, Fight claimed th- those within the church had protected him in hopes of avoiding a scandal. It was not. This is what he's telling the priest mm-hmm. at the time. It was not long after this that Fight was deemed not a suitable candidate for becoming a monk and was asked to leave the monastery. Wow. What do you think the criteria is to become a monk? If I mean, it doesn't sound like it's much to be right? a priest. I don't know. I'm trying to behave. Yes. <laughs> I am too. I told you, like, this was going to make you angry. I know. It ma- like, like, as I was priest, reading this story, it pissed me off. Like, the on priest, so many levels. I know. I know. Because the priest at my, the church that, you know, we were going to for a little bit, me and the kids, were so amazing. Just the most beautiful human beings you could ever know. So it bothers me to say anything bad because I think of them like they're so... It's just like this. Not all police officers are bad. Right. It's, it only takes 
I mean, there's so many of them, so it seems like there's more bad ones, but there's not. It only takes one bad apple to make the whole bunch, right. you know. Well, and people like this gravitate mm-hmm. towards jobs where they're, like, in a position of authority yeah. and trust. Yeah, like, like a teacher. Yeah. Uh, priest, priest, police, police officer, a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sad. Okay. Um, the DA in Hidalgo County at the time decided his name was Rene Guerra or Guerra. Decided not to bring the case before a grand jury until 2004. Oh dear lord. Neither Tacony, O'Brien, or Fight received subpoenas, and the grand jury declined the, to indict Fight. What the? I mean, because <laughs> they didn't. There wasn't. They didn't really present that much of a case Mm. father o'brien dies in 2005 so he's one of the main witnesses Mm -hmm. um guerra was reluctant to revisit the case saying that the early police investigation had been shoddy that o'brien was suffering from dementia and that he was when he was questioned and that there was no physical evidence he said that jaramillo had inappropriately fed tacony the location jaramillo was the texas ranger Mm. and i guess maybe what had happened is that he had corrected Tacony because Tacony, remember, this is the monastery in Missouri. So this is where fight was sent after Texas. So when he's hearing the confession, he knows nothing about what happened in Texas. And he he wrongly assumed that it happened in San Antonio because fight was from San Antonio. Uh-huh. So that was they made a big deal out of that little Thing. So when he's retelling the story, he says a murder in San Antonio when it wasn't in San Antonio. But it was oh, just a technicality. Lord. Dear Lord. Because he's trying to recall something that was confessed to him 40 years ago. Right. And a lot of it was his assumption because he didn't know the actual case. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, the murder after the monk mistakenly said it occurred in San Antonio. Getter angered Garza's family by asking, why would anybody be haunted by her death? She died. Her killer got away. Yeah, this is the DA. Oh, my so God. So people, like, people had opinions about him. Huh. Then in 2014, another 10 years passes, District Court Judge Ricardo Rodriguez campaigns to unseat Guerra as district attorney and the Garza case becomes a campaign issue because he promises to take a fresh look into the case and he wins the election. So obviously mm. this is still something in this area that was still on the hearts and minds of people that they wanted to see justice they for this. They still want justice for her. Right. Um, finally, in February 2016, Fights arrested in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ooh. He's 83 He's lived care. his life. And at the time of his arrest using Walker to appear in court, he was extradited to Texas in March 2016. He pled not guilty. Of course. Prosecution asked for a $750,000 bond, and his defense team asked for it to be lowered to 100000 because he had stage 3 kidney and bladder cancer. The judge sets it at $1 million. Nice. On December 7th, 2017, John Fight was finally convicted of Irene Garza's murder. On December 8th, the jury pronounced a lifetime sentence, and he is now an inmate at Texas Department of uh, Criminal Justice Prison in Huntsville, Texas. He's still alive? Yes, oh. as far as I know, because I, conf- I did look. It's going to suffer. Um, Irene's <laughs> parents always suspected the priest, and they mm-hmm. passed away without ever seeing her murderer come to justice. Yes, they did. Well, yeah. But not and in so this did world. she. So. Oh, but the right God will take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I don't want him to die quickly. Oh, no. I want he's him not. To live, I want he's him still to alive. live to a ripe old six, 
sick, sick, sick age. You said he has some cancers. Yeah. So he's suffering right now. Yeah. And prison. he's still alive in his 80s, suffering. Ugh. Let him suffer. See, God knows what he's doing. The God that we believe in, or if you if you call him God, I always tell people, you don't have to call him God. I call him God, but you can call him Santa Claus for all I care. But that God that I believe in, that, he'll take care of all of it. It's just crazy that they knew way back then that he was there's a possibly reason, the murderer, I believe there's or actually the murderer. And she was living in bliss while all this was going on, so she's okay. But her parents weren't, no. and all all but that time that they suffered. Now. Yeah, I know. But it just makes me sad that they went that many years without. I don't know. I told my daughter because she's going somewhere tonight, and I'm like, "Hey, well, there are creepy people everywhere." <laughs> I said. <laughs> Act like you have class, not like an ass, not like a dumbass or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, listen, there's there's creepy guys where you're going that are going to want to like take that cute girl's drink and put something in it. Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, that's a scary watch thing. Watch yourself. Because I told her, I said, I don't want to go to jail for hurting somebody. Like, I don't want to go to prison for the rest of my life because I take the law into my own hands because they hurt my daughter. Because I will. What's <laughs> even scarier now is like all Probably these abductions but... that are happening. Like... Oh, all the, um, you know, yeah. Sex the trafficking. Human, yeah, the sex trafficking. It, I watched something the other night on the news. They were actually, I mean, it is serious. Serious? Yeah. Serious. Do I sound right? Yeah. Anyway, it is for real. And I'm, I mean, even if I was a teen or a kid, I'd be like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. Right. No, it is legit. Like Arrowhead Mall. Actually, Fashion Square, they said, um, what are they saying? There was like some common places that you would not even think that that would happen. Right. But no, it's happening everywhere. The very la da places, Arrowhead Mall, Home Depot. Yeah. I mean, it is I mean, insane. just out They're in the everywhere. middle, like everywhere. Going I mean, to the like grocery store. Very, I don't know. They're, no, it's, it's just crazy. scarier than shit. And so you just have to be, I mean, I try. On alert. Teach, yeah, I try and teach the kids just be aware. Not to be par- I'm kind. I told my mom this the other night. I was like, I'm kind of glad. Like, you always would tell us, like, oh, in the news yesterday, there was a girl. She was jogging right along the canal. She was found dead. <laughs> she had her, you know, limbs cut off or whatever. She'd give us all the gory details. A lot of it was dramatic, right. but, you know, and, but had she not done that, I don't know if I would have been as cautious as I was. I mean, I still got myself into very shady predicaments that I thankfully got myself out of, Same. I probably would not have had I not had that little piece of advice, you know, that little I think Caution I was always on higher alert because me and my sister were almost kidnapped as kids. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, like, I've always mm-hmm. been, like, and even somebody's, like, had told me when I was a teenager, if somebody's following you, turn, if you feel like somebody's following you or, like, just turn around, look them straight in the eye so they know that you're... I mean, they do that you, say that you can identify them, that you right. see them. Like, even if you're at the store, like, always make con- eye contact with people. Because then you won't be a victim because they know that you see you see them. Because if you're, if you're looking at your phone, you're not paying attention, you're making yourself vulnerable. It doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're 8 years old or 
80 years old. If you're not right. paying attention, you're a victim. Right. The scary thing is that, like, I think, especially, like, our generation, mm-hmm. we were taught to be very polite to people. Like, when people mm-hmm. are making mm-hmm. us uncomfortable, especially as women, you know, you're always taught to be polite. Right. And, and make people, other people be accommodating and make people feel comfortable mm-hmm. or give whatever. Give so-and-so a kid. Why are, you know, give them a hug. I didn't raise my kids that way, though. I, I always told parents because I, I worked with kids for over 20 years but I would always tell them like oh no don't make your kids you know hug me or whatever right. I don't want to get I even even kids that come to my house or even adults I'll be like wait am I in your space I don't want right. to get in your but I would always my sister would get my oldest sister would get really offended because my son never wanted to like hug her mm-hmm. but I didn't force him to right I would always there was a reason why he was uncomfortable right and I'm not gonna force him to do so when, when I'm telling him don't let people touch you if it makes you uncomfortable but yeah I'm forcing him to make right you know we had I, I had know. growing up I had touchy-feely family members that mm-hmm. were just a little bit too touchy handsy yeah. yeah even when we were pretty young mm-hmm. and it made me feel uncomfortable and we grew up in that culture where you're there's no borders yeah you're expected to hug your uncles and your aunts like you're not giving them a choice you're like you're you're made to feel there's something you're rude or there's something wrong with you because Mm -hmm. you don't well look i just told you my sister thought my son hated her or there was something wrong with him because he didn't want to hug right her i'm like no i just don't make my children if he doesn't want to you know when you're at the store and you're like oh and the little kid like turns away and the parents are like say hi i will always say no we teach them not to talk to strangers but then we're telling them to talk to strangers right i i find myself asking can i hug you like my nephews or my nieces and if they say yes i give them a hug right yeah we should say that i always do that like sometimes i just well because there's some you know that will be okay but we should ask for permission to cross that boundary with somebody everybody should be asking permission i mean we expect that look in this whole me too movement that's going on we expect that people respect our body and our space and our boundaries that we should do the same thing for our kids and And they're but you're correct when that wasn't taught how can we expect people to obey it right if it's never been taught now it's taught right so there is no excuse. But but let's back it up. You know, 50, 60, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80s, 80s even, 90s. I taught my kids, so they were 90s and 2000s. Right. But anyway, they um they you're right. It wasn't taught. So how do we expect these grown-ass men to respect that? Right. When they weren't taught to respect those boundaries. Right. It's almost like, well, it's mine for the taking, right? Right? Right. Well, it's an expectation. I mean, yeah. I'm allowed. Yeah. Because I am And man. they're insulted if right. you don't. Right. I am man. You woman. Come. <laughs> I know. But Times anyway, have changed. Yes. Times have changed. And hopefully, like, but because of all correct. these shifts that are happening now, like, I, you know, every generation has a big shift. Yes. And I think we're having that right now. Like, on, hopefully. On a very, a lot of things. Yeah. We're going backwards on some things and moving forward on others. Right. It's, it's like we overcorrected on some things and then we just yeah. went see what i mean we backwards. Have a whole show on just talking about other stuff because <laughs> i'm seriously trying to hold myself back right trust me honey <laughs> all right so that was my case i, I that was good i felt like it had to be told that was you're right it was dark though it was dark and it was hard you know like we always trying to find some levity in between but that one was hard too <laughs> there was no way nope 
All right, we're back from our little break. Whoa. You know, one of these days, if we ever actually add commercials, oh, these will be where we These are our breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and go party, everybody. Okay. Listen to the We needed that break. We actually contemplated whether we should make a part two because we took so long. Mine's going to be quick, though. Okay. Well, you got be. it. We had a little therapy session yeah. <laughs> right in between. Hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But but you know, we really get to learn a lot about each other. Yeah, we do. Like I enjoy that. This is why we bond, I think, because we have things in common. We do. We un- we understand each other. We had three kids each. Yeah. We have one Leo each, one Aquarius each. Oh yeah. yeah Except yeah. I have a Scorpio. And, and I have an Aries. Which are kind of alike are they? In some ways, yeah. And you know. I, I bet we have some similar <laughs> some upbringing this oh is, we do this is me cleaning my glasses you hear that in the background guys because we hear everything and i just want to describe yeah, i noticed that doing. on the last recording like you can hear like every well okay so we were talking about that but really what you heard was us chugging our whiskey and then you would hear us put our glasses down yeah there was a lot of that every two seconds and then we'd do this and then you could hear us do that yeah and then you can hear me snort laugh (laughs) sorry we both snorted we both were obnoxious but it was a good one snortled i have to say i mean i like the tipsier tales I do. We have our tipsy yeah. tails tonight. It's tipsy tails. It, it's just sometimes we have tipsier tails. <laughs> yeah, that was a tipsier tails. But but I've heard that people likes our likes. They, they, they like, likes. They likes tippy tippier tippier tails. <laughs> well, maybe it is a tipsier tails. <laughs> it could be. All right. Oh, so okay. you said your story had something to do with cruises. Okay. So. Since I went on a cruise, right. I decided, hmm, I think I'll find a story on cruises. I really, actually, I didn't want to narrow, narrow it. <laughs> I, hey, this is the part where we on. can let loose, because that was a really serious story. Siri, what's Nario? I'm not sure I understand. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't fucking say Mario. All right. All right. She doesn't understand. She's going to tell you stop cussing at me. <laughs> she just says... <laughs> I do not understand. She's trying to be polite. I don't I'm, know what the I, fuck you oh, are saying. I'm going to put the Australian <laughs> voice on because it's so much more polite. Serena has that on her phone. Allie did it for a while. I don't know if she still does. But I'd much rather hear her say, I, I do not understand. No, wait. That's that's not Australian. <laughs> Might. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the... Because mine, I just changed the... What was the question? Um, what is... Narrier? Nario. Nario? Nario. Hey, Google. What does Nario mean? Here's the definition of narrow. Not especially narrow. of something that is considerably longer. Not narrow. Than it is wide of small not width. narrow. Okay. All right, Google, you're not listening. Anyway, I didn't want to narrow it down. <laughs> but I, I thought, I'll check, and if I see something, then I'll grab it. But if I don't... I'm moving on. Anyway, I did find something. And it's recent. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
because I, I was telling my mom and them like, damn it, I wish I would have done the Queen Mary now and not like way back when. Right. Because it would be suiting. Okay. So anyway, I found a story. It's not huge. There's not a bunch of YouTubers going on the ship and all that. No, right. that's why it's easy. Okay. It's called the Norwegian. We all know the Norwegian cruise line, right? Mm-hmm. Norwegian Dawn. Mm. So every ship has a different name. So Norwegian has a bunch of different, probably the Escape and all these other different names. But this is the Dawn. Okay. Is the ship name. And it usually goes to, oh, my throat talked. I had a little burpee. Anyway. That wasn't a ghost. It wasn't a ghost. It wasn't an EVP. Anyway, the Norwegian goes to sidebar. <laughs> have a sidebar Uh oh no i had clients over the other night right and i'm talking to them and my throat kept doing that i was like "Ooh, throat stocking skulls skulls me but then at one point my throat did something i have never felt it do before in my life it did this weird like vibrating thing like where your tonsils <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it was the weirdest wait i'm not kidding i i can't even describe it it was the weirdest it was almost like a hard burp but anyway as i'm talking it makes this sound as i'm starting to talk and they're both like sounded like a burp to me and i'm like no Did they think you were channeling <laughs> no but that's what was happening what so, yes it was happening while i was like bringing somebody through so then i was like holy cow you guys i'm not kidding it was like right where my tonsils are. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't coming from my throat. Right. And so I'm like, that was the weirdest feeling. And then I later realized that they were trying to speak through me. Right. And so they were just utilizing. Oh, that's, that's the first time that's ever happened to you? Like that, yeah. That's freaky. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, you're like, warn so somebody. <laughs> yeah, like give me a little warning because it literally, it sounded like the weirdest be- little burp coming out of my and it wasn't it was just it was a weird weird thing but i had to sit there and explain it to my clients was really and they're like that was a burp okay (laughs) and they're like wait no it wasn't a burp i'm like i i promise you i don't burp i only fart (laughs) they wouldn't listen no okay anyway okay so the norwegian dog i gotta get back to my story (laughs) sidebar over over go anyway the norwegian dawn anyway it was um anyway i think it goes to like the caribbean do you say caribbean or caribbean i think it's either or i know i'm just asking what would you say i say caribbean i think i say caribbean anyway but if i'm reading it i might say caribbean Caribbean because of how it's spelled right yeah i agree anyway it goes there goes mexico but i also try to say facade when i'm reading (laughs) facade So, <laughs> oh my god, I'm not the I, person you want to ask. I know, I have done, I'm not gonna lie, I've made a lot of mistakes like that. Okay, anyway, so or I think it's hors d'oeuvres, hors <laughs> <laughs> d'oeuvres. For the longest time, I couldn't figure out what that word was. <laughs> Sorry, okay, okay, no, that was pretty funny. And go, that was good. And go, I'm awake. Anyway, I think they also use it probably at different times of the season. They Mm -hmm. use it for like New Orleans and Mexico Mm -hmm. kind of trips. This is supposedly a very haunted ship that's terrifying guests. Mm. 
while sailing the high seas. Okay, I'm not going to read. The Norwegian Dawn is 900. Okay, wait, I want this because this is how huge. Okay, my cruise is this dinky ship compared to this. Really? If you get on YouTube and look at these, Mm -hmm. you will see. These ships are so elaborate. It is insane. Mm -hmm. Like they have shops and I mean the the cruise I went on had shops too but no this is like Vegas shops like you know how you go to Vegas and there's like the Venetian and stuff and inside the Venetian there's all these yeah it's like that it is insane and then oh it's insane the hotty totty shops yes okay so it's 965 feet anyway 15 decks high that's a lot of decks oh yeah girl (laughs) We need video. This. <laughs> we need video. Anyway, that's a lot of debt. It's it's very big. It was built in 2000. It started setting sail in 2002. Okay. All of that, to me, is relevant. Okay. Just because it's so big and it's just, anyway, it's amazing. The bigger, anyway, the better. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's something else. <laughs> <laughs> when I was telling you, it goes to, it started going to the Caribbean in 2002. And incidentally, it's gone to the Bermuda Triangle. What? Yeah, so it probably has a lot of freaky shit going on. I probably don't know the half of it. Maybe we should take that cruise. Oh, my gosh. Where does it go? Well, Caribbean. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She, she's had more wine than me. I, I, I PG'd. Yeah. Anyway, it's known for like, okay, so my, the cruise I went on, which is, um, what did I go on? Carnival? Carnival, which is like the little party cruise, you know, so the cabins aren't real spacious. They're not like this cruise. It's not the love boat? No. It's like, we're going to put you in this room you, that you pay a little few hundred dollars for to uh, not be in very long because you're going to be out there partying and having fun and whatever. It doesn't matter. Your shower is as you just turn around in circles. You know, <laughs> there's not even room to turn around in circles. It's like a airline bathroom. Yeah, like you open the shower curtain, put your foot on the le- on the on the sink mm-hmm. to shave your legs because <laughs> it's oh so I'm not kidding the shower is tiny oh the God. bathroom's tiny anyway this ship it's known for like the very spacious rooms the suites with the balconies and i mean it's very elaborate luxurious luxurious sail norwegian <laughs> <laughs> bigger than our room at the I mean, san carlos uh or no 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 mm-hmm. about I don't the same think size so. Maybe? Um, no. No? Still smaller than that? Spacious for... Well, if you get a suite. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. But, like, even when we got a suite when we went on a carnival... Wait, no, I'm sorry. That was Princess. That was a snooze cruise. Princess? Yeah. We got a suite for that one, and that was a big room and a normal-sized bathroom. Wow. Yeah, you got to pay. But Princess Cruise, nickels and dimes, yeah. Like, you got to pay to sit in that dining room. You got to pay to pick your ass. You got to pick, pay for about everything. You pay for all the alcohol. Yeah. Well, you got to pay for the alcohol. But, but you know, like, for your, you get free everything if you go to Carnival. Uh-huh. I mean, you have to pay for your alcohol. But, right. I mean, they give you a lot of free. It's a good deal. I'm all about the free. You know what I think? Hmm. I think they should let us sail for free. For this promotion so? I'm giving them. Right? <laughs> Listen up, princess. No, oh, carnival. carnival. We don't want princess. But I think that's a parent company. Well, I think maybe they both... Norwegian. Hey, maybe Norwegian. Norwegian. I'm doing this whole story on you. 
We want to call them the haunted shed. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, let me find the interesting facts here. Oh, okay. So they had. That sounded weird. What the hell was that? Yeah, it sounded like an animal dying. <laughs> Did you hear that? <sighs> like that? Yeah. That was bizarre. That was. Nobody's weird. in my house except no. my husband. No, that and... was really weird. And the little recovering pup from having pups. So she's not making any noise. That was weird. Mind you, she ate all my banana bread that I was going to share with you. (laughs) So maybe she's vomiting out there. Ooh. She had her partner in crime, though, so maybe he ate most of it. Yeah. Her her little husband. Yeah. Stole it off the counter. Do you think she's sad that he's gone now? Or relieved? I think she's relieved. He annoys the shit out of her. Oh, she's probably relieved. I mean, it's not like he's helping with the kids or anything. Her baby daddy. <laughs> it's not like he's helping out. All right. Anyway, they were saying that it's it would be logical to think that there'd be hauntings on this ship because several people had died. But yet, they don't really talk about several people dying. There's one in particular that they speak of. So they talk about this lady who, I I believe they say she just fell. They don't say she jumped or was pushed or anything. Was her name Rose? No, they don't say her name. (laughs) (laughs) They say, one woman fell from one of the upper balconies Mm. and came crashing to her death on the decks below. And it said that the woman's ghost is most active. Wow, she didn't just jump into the ocean, she crashed onto the deck. Onto the, well, that's what I mean. It's so big that some of the balconies, like some of the rooms, face into the inner part of the ship. Mm-hmm. So like where some of the restaurants and the stores and stuff are, but it's like a huge atrium down below. It's right. just so really pretty. Was it a suicide or did, no, was it an accident? I, I don't know. They don't say. Okay, so I'm going to start with this story. I was on YouTube trying to find things, like if anybody went on this haunted ship. I didn't find anything, but I found this college student who said that her, she was a college senior, her and three other friends went on this ship, and they were out partying, having a good time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They get into the room. They all go to sleep. She's awakened, and there's a shadow that she sees in the room, and she's like, what the I hope that's just like my eyes adjusting or something. She, her breath's kind of taken away. Anyway, I, I think she goes back to sleep. Anyway, she tells her friends the next day about it. And they're like, oh my God, la la la, whatever. It's your imagination. So she's really happy that she had told them about this apparition or whatever, this shadow figure that she sees. Because the next night, which is their last night on the ship... Her friends and her, they all go out. Two of them decide to go to bed early because they have to get up so early to debark. Debark, I believe it's called. Anyway, um, her and another friend decide to go to the club or whatever, hang out. But they're not really drink. She drank, but the other friend didn't. Anyway, they're not wasted. So she's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to bed. And around one o'clock in the morning, the other friend, I think around one. Anyway, regardless, her other friend comes in. What? Nothing. You're wigging me out. Sorry. It's, I thought one of the candles went out because it smelled like candle all of a sudden. Oh. Did you smell it? No. I smell nothing. Maybe my nostrils just woke up. I don't know. 
Okay, so her, 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 the other roommate or friend comes in and she goes and takes off her makeup and is getting ready for bed and stuff. And the, I guess they're all in bed at this point. And one of the girls wakes up and she's like, got her phone, turns on the light. And I think the girl's name, let's just say it's Laura. And she's like, Laura, Laura, is that you? Well, that wakes everybody up. And they're like, what is wrong with you? What's your problem? She's like, you guys. I, ju- I swear I saw Laura. And mind you, this college student, let me just describe her. She's super cute. She's got short blonde hair. She's got a really cute body, like total college girl. Right. So they, she's like, I just, I swear I saw Laura in the, um, did you hear her stuff? Static. That was weird. Anyway, I, I swear I just saw Laura. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird, but like, you were standing in front of the mirror trying on your your striped, white striped, off-the-shoulder bathing suit. And she's like, no, I'm in bed. And she's like, but I saw you. You were in your bathing suit, and you looked, you were in the mirror, and then it looked at me, but I couldn't see your face, but I could see, like, your, your blonde hair and everything. She's like, no. Well, the girl even shows a picture of that bathing suit, her in that bathing suit, up on YouTube. Right. And so she's like, no, I mean, anyway, with that being said, let me tell you what this, what this spirit looks like. (laughs) She's this, I, I assume she's a cute young thing. Let me see if I'm there. Okay. She's described to have short blonde hair, much like the YouTube girl. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And she is said to like to wander the ninth and 10th floors of the ship, believed to be uh, the general area from which she fell to her tragic death. Okay, but I guess she's guessed. Okay. Okay, but I think, I gather, she's also known for what just happened. Did you hear my microphone? It just went crazy. It got like really loud. But anyway, I guess she's known to, it went like this. I guess she's known to like that. Did you hear that? Yeah. All right. Anyway, I guess she's known. Listen, our equipment's going wacky. I think this spirit is here. Anyway, I guess she's known to put on people's clothes too. Oh, that's weird. Well, I mean, because, I don't know, we'll see. She I don't know. I didn't try on your shit. I don't know. To be honest, I didn't read these these two stories. You need to read them. Did you read them? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I just printed it. <gasps> I was tempted. Oh, you should have read it. Okay. Anyway, guests have reported to see her walk along only, oh, only to vanish into thin air and to see her climb the, okay, that would be creepy. I don't want to see spirit. You know what that reminds me of? You know that um, movie that came out where, like, the the person comes out of the suitcase all contortion-like? And then flips over backwards. Yes! Okay, that's what I think of. Like, she's climbing up a... (laughs) That's gross. Anyway. I don't like that. Spirit climbing up a balcony? Nope. Uh -uh. Oh, to leap off. So maybe she did kill herself. I mean, it didn't say that in the story, but maybe she did. Even more creepy, she appears in people's staterooms and um, in particular, okay, these are the rooms, 9506, 10626, this in case any of you want to get a room, I guess, 10628, oh, I guess that's it. One man called, oh, okay, so here's my stories. Here's these guys' stories. One man called Dustman, Dustman, I need these. 
Put on your readers. I need hey, to get honey. some of those so we can do this podcast effectively. Oh, it makes this so oh, big. Wow. Yeah, you want to try? It makes it so you big. You should Let try. Me see. Here, yeah. Albert told me I needed to get readers. I'm <laughs> like, I refuse. Try it. Look at that. Wow. I mean, mine are really that's strong. That's amazing. Mine are strong. I you see words. Strong. But see how big they get? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's pretty amazing. These are really strong. You probably don't need them this strong. I'm not going to admit it. <sighs> Albert never listens to this podcast anyways. <laughs> okay, honey. Little, like this is my favorite thing. All right. Putting them on the tip of your nose. When I do this, when I'm like, what'd you say? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so. Okay, this, my pretty. My pretty. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this one is Dustman. Dustman. He says, he okay, so he wrote to this, there's this cruise site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what's the name of it? Oh, Cruise Critic. Okay. I think I looked on there when I was looking for stuff about my cruise. Anyway, Cruise Critic. He wrote in to them and he said, here's something different for everyone to chew on. I'm a, I should say it just like he probably meant it. Here's something different for everyone to chew on. Okay. That's me chewing on it. My wife, who's a psychotherapist, because I want everybody to know she's a psychotherapist. Because she's not crazy. She's a psychotherapist. Okay. <laughs> Quick plug for my wife. All right. It's convinced that 9506 has some harmless ghosts messing around in there. That's interesting for a psychotherapist to admit that there's ghosts. Right? She claims that the dividing curtain between... I, I, I'm gathering... I don't know if this is the one. I'm just going to finish. She claims that the dividing curtain... Because there was one where... Oh, no. Okay. This is a different one. All right. She claims that the, the dividing curtain between the bedroom and the living room was picked up as if by hand held up then dropped a few seconds later i never saw it but she is positive it happened hmm. right in front of her eyes and she's a mental health professional like who's not gonna believe her damn it <laughs> she's a mental health professional she's not crazy right i had nothing but good vibes there and okay so that's another thing i'll tell you in a minute she, i had nothing but good vibes there and so did she didn't seem unpleasant or unkind at all uh, whatever it was but <laughs> she said there was no ghost uh, gust of wind no nothing just picked up from the floor about three feet held up then the curtain was dropped that's one thing i will say everybody has said no bad vibes no it's definitely a harmless ghost that she doesn't have any she's not being mean she's not no she's just it's almost like they they say like even with the other ghosts that are there that weren't ever mentioned but the other ghosts that are there they think they're some people will call them residual energy Mm -hmm. where they just i think that's what they call them but anyway where they just are kind of well i think I don't know. I get confused. I think I residual is like, it's like a, a, a tape recording. It plays over and over right. again. And I think what they're saying with her and others is that they don't know that they're gone. And so they just keep living there. Uh. But I don't believe that. I believe Spirit wants to go on a cruise too. And they like it there. So they go there. Right. Like why? Like I've told you before, I'm not going to leave my house. I'll come and visit my house. 
spirit, they're no different than we are spirit. Right. But we're spirit with bodies on us that are sent here to do work. So they're not different than us. They don't think different. They're not, well, they probably have got more smarts than us at this point. They they got their memories back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the second story was we had two connecting balcony rooms, 10626 and 10628, uh, if you remember I mentioned those. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I were in 10626, and my sister-in-law and her boyfriend, Rob, were in 10628. During the day, we kept the connecting door open and closed at night. Whoa, I kind of skipped a word, but then I found it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We also opened the balconies so that we can see. That's really cool that you can open, like, they have adjoining balconies and you oh. can make it bigger. That's neat. See? Another plus. We should do it. I know. We should get these two rooms. All right. In Norwegian. Anyway. Yeah. We want a party. We also opened the balcony, so we had one long balcony. Friday night, we went to bed. During the night, Rob rolled over. What? This is by Kevin's Cruising. So I'm a little confused when he just said <laughs> that Rob, Rob rolled, rolled over. over. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go with okay. it. Okay. Um, wait, my sister-in-law and her boyfriend Rob. Okay, so they're maybe. But but during the night, Rob rolled over. I went to put his arm around Judy. She wasn't there. Okay, maybe he's telling the story from their viewpoint. She wasn't there, so he went to roll over to see if she moved to the other side of the bed. As she started to roll, he seen a woman sitting at the edge of the bed. He mm-hmm. thought it was Judy, and he said, what are you doing? Judy was on the other side of him and was sleeping. She's like, what the fuck? That's pretty much what she said. She said, sleeping. When he realized it was Judy, he continued looking at, oh, it wasn't Judy. He continued looking at her. She was a woman with blonde Shoulder length hair. Dun, dun, dun. So when he realized it wasn't Judy, he's like, Wouldn't it be funny if it said she she had my underwear on? Because <laughs> so she, she, liked she likes to wear people's clothes. Yeah, shoulder length hair. He thought it was, oh, I thought he thought it was his, he thought it was my wife, Nancy, then. Oh, that's hilarious. Nancy, Awkward. Wife. <laughs> why are you, are you sitting doing? at the end of our bed? <laughs> Weird. Uh, it was blonde with shoulder length hair. He said, Nancy is here, is in here. What do you need, Nancy? Judy said, Rob, what are you talking about? Go to sleep. You're you're talking in your sleep. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That is so funny. I wish you could read this before me because I'm I'm like having to go back and read it twice. All right. Did that make sense? I wish you could read it for me because I have to keep going and reading it twice. Okay. Um, Rob said, I am not sleeping. Then the woman stood up and had, oh, she had a light around her. That's pretty. Then she was smiling at him. She continued smiling and said she, oh, he said she floated towards the closets in the room. Did you know that's where angels go? Into your closets? Really? (laughs) Oh. Everything seems to go into the closet. I told you I like yeah. to keep my closet closed. Yeah, well, well, not only angels maybe. are in your closet. The cuckoo is in your closet the too. Cuckoo-y. <laughs> the cuckoo. She then disappeared so in cute. front the of the closet. 
Mommy, the cuckoo Okay, so that, that to me makes, see, that proves my point. Like, first of all, she's not bad. Second, I think like any of our spirit loved ones or any of our angels, we can go where we want and hang out and do what we want. So maybe she really enjoyed this ship and was like, I mean, it's pretty awesome. And, you know. She, she gets away with it. She has a light around her. Right. So she just goes and kind of like tries on other people's clothes. So you think she like ended her own life? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. But nobody said Maybe it did. was an accent. She like <clears throat> went out having the time of her life. That's what could be. Maybe she would. Listen, I'm not kidding. Even when I went on this cruise with my kids, one of my biggest fears was all of them getting drunk and then accidentally falling overboard going outside walking on the deck right. or something so i mean happen. as mothers we always think worst case scenario well, and i think worst yeah. case most demented scenario <laughs> same <laughs> like oh what if they walked outside and then they like accidentally fell overboard and then they got stuck in the propeller and that yeah i just like keep going my why do we do that going. i don't to ourselves we're sick we watch too we much we think if we think the absolute 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 worst case scenario that it won't happen right well i don't know <laughs> i don't know let's see i think i'm done oh wait 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 but then uh-oh okay and then so this amy bruni or whatever do you have you heard uh, of her yeah she's from ghost she hunter was from ghost Hunter. yeah okay she Check. actually I got it right comes this on time. um with another guy from uh-huh. ghost hunters and they have their own show now oh what yeah not nick though from ghost no no that's no. ghost that adventures ghost right yeah. okay See, I'm starting to learn. Okay? See, that's what you do, you folks. Learning. You, you get, learning. You take something, you learn from it. All right. Anyway, uh, it says that she she actually, which I couldn't find any of this, but I did find it on the actual site. She had written something, this. Anyway, um, she actually went on the, the ship. And when it went to New Orleans, to Mexico, mm-hmm. can you see? Does it? Uh, does this look like it? Hey ya, hey ya. Okay. If you guys could just, <laughs> we're doing kumbaya. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Anyway, she said that she. Okay, so they were hearing. They could hear three knocks on the door uh, in her cabin, and then um, it it sounds like it was going down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So like they could hear the knocking down the hallway. Right. And then the steward, they couldn't, they checked all the rooms and couldn't figure out what it was. So must be supernatural. Uh, no one was in the hall. This continued for... I wonder how often the stewards have to make these kind of checks. Oh. Well, they, I mean, they're kind of out of sight after like a while. But it continued for a couple hours, she said. Their TV also went crazy, she said. most act- She said the most activity was during a storm at night. So then I was like, well, did the storm have something to do with like your TV going in and out? She's like- on kindred spirits now. Oh, I haven't heard of that. With Adam Barry. They both used to be on Ghost oh, Hunters. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, in my opinion, Queen Mary still beats all of those. We still have to do anyway. Queen Mary. <laughs> okay. Maybe you guys should vote on which one we should do first. Like, we need to direct our funds... The people, like, all this money that's rolling into no our Patreon I, account. This is what we should do. When you vote, 
vote. Like, you can vote Patreon. So, right. like, I'm going to donate $2 or $3, whatever you're going to... You don't have to donate on a regular basis. You could donate one time. Yeah. But make your vote after you... Or when you donate. So, like, your donation's going towards your vote. Right. Like, I'm going to donate that you go to Queen Mary. Here's my $2. Right. And then whatever money we get from that, we'll do whatever the vote goes towards. Like... Oh, Queen Mary won. And now we have this much money to put towards our trip. Right. I, I think that's a configure our Patreon, but it doesn't matter. I think you can write us a note. I think you can send us a note as to Yeah, they can just say, Hey, just contributed two dollars. I mean we can definitely go, Oh, there's a two dollar one right there. Right. Just sent two dollars to Patreon for Queen Mary. Do it. Your candle went out. Oh, it finally went yeah. out. That one I can smell. Mm-hmm. Those two are still going, which is weird because I lit that one first. Anyway, my story was short. It was short. My story was short long. and sweet. Girl, I knew it was going to be short and sweet. You knew mine was going to be long. <laughs> long and sad. But it's still interesting, but you, right? It was very interesting. It's not boring. It's just like, how'd you like to go on a little... It, it wasn't dark. You know what's scary about that is like, I'm thinking about the fact that when we went to San Carlos, yeah. we could get the fuck out of there. Yeah. On a cruise, where do you go? Yeah, but she's nice. She's nice. Okay, yeah, Queen Mary has some true. not nice ones. Yeah. But it's on shore. You can get right. away. So if we're voting, if we're having people vote for where we're going to go, we've... You know what? There's just... some Caribbean... Uh, there's some carnival cruises that are haunted too that I did see. I didn't. Ooh. I didn't dig into them, but even the one I went on one last year or the year before, because we go every year, where I got some, some pit. I felt some things and I got some pics of some energies that I did think they were quite mine. Really? Yeah. I was like, I feel somebody in here. I'm definitely not alone. And then when I tried to get pics, I was like, I know you're in here. And then all of a sudden I'm in your room. Yeah. In Mm. my cabin. I stayed. We chatted. (laughs) Has anybody else had any carnival experiences where you felt like there was some ghosties? If you've had an experience, email us at tipsytalespodcast at yahoo.com. I'm just going to try and All right, guys. All right, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. We're done. Oh, we're done. We're done. We're not maybe as done as we were the last time. Oh, no, we, we are not sauced. We're not sauced. <laughs> but we're done tonight. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for making it this far. Have a good night. I'm Alma. I'm Carly. Good night. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Biscata, artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.